Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with the five-star rating and review. Join the Girl Goodnight gang. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and the Girl Goodnightland Facebook group. Visit our new website and complete the form to be our next featured author. The Girl Goodnight store is open and we have the perfect gifts for you and your loved ones. Browse our selections. Link in description. Tonight, we'll be reading He Calls Himself Velis by Tierra Cox. Tierra Cox has always been a writer. Her pop-pop was always her biggest fan and encouraged her love of reading. From her first stories about talking wolves to her first published novels with witches and lost love, crafting an enchanting and riveting tale is nothing new to her. As a Black woman, she strives to put us on the forefront of romance novels, to put us in fantastical and daring situations that carve heroines everyone loves to read about. Other than being a writer, she fancies herself quite the poet. When she's not doing anything that has to do with writing, she enjoys watching her favorite YouTubers, playing video games, and sleeping. Velis is what he calls himself, but names mean everything, and Velis isn't giving his up so readily. What he does have is a proposition for Naraya. He'll help her get revenge, and in exchange, she'll become his. In a world where you have to watch what you say and names are secrets, can Naraya find what's hidden inside of herself before she's consumed? Now, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And sleep in melanated peace. Tyler gives her a slow smile, walking to the other side of her car. What's your name, pretty desk girl? He swipes some snow off the top of her car. This is annoying. Gone is his nervous nature. Now, he's acting brave and confident. What has changed? Nail. Nail, Tyler repeats. He comes around the car quickly, and Naraya fists her keys in between her fingers. That's pretty. Short for Eleanor. She doesn't answer, keeping her eyes on Tyler, and as soon as he reaches for her, she's going to smash her key fist right into his mediocre face. Instead, he stops short, his smile dropping. A look of confusion takes over his face. He's not looking at Naraya, but behind her. She doesn't want to turn and see, but a wave of comfort flushes through her body, and the wiggling whispers in her mind tell her that she should go. Tyler's mouth is open as if he wants to say something, but he closes his eyes and begins to stagger back to his vehicle. This has happened before. Someone with ill intentions completely ignoring her or deciding to find someone else to bother. She takes that as her cue to quickly get into her car. 
While she pulls away, Naraya watches as Tyler holds his head between his hands, still standing in the same spot. Today has been too much, spiritually and emotionally. Naraya is exhausted. She sends a quick text to Betty, asking her to warn Stacia about her stalker and sits down on her sofa. It's a rinky-dink thing that she picked up at a Goodwill. Her home might be fancy, but the furnishings belie the life that she's been living since she was 16. 16. Such a sweet, tender age to be on her own. Her mother had been her protection and friend. They had only each other, and when she was murdered, Naraya had to protect herself from Kevin. Fucking Kevin McLeod. She leans her head back on the plush backing of the sofa and closes her eyes. Nine years later, and she's still running from him. Brief flashes of Kevin's laughing face and his cop buddies fill her vision. She fights against the memory of the smell of their rancid breath burning her nose hairs and the rough, callous hands that groped her exposed skin. She had panicked, bile erupting into her mouth when one of them held her jaw so impossibly tight. Jumping awake, Naraya clutches her sweat-soaked chest, looking around. When did she fall asleep? Night is now upon her living room, and the room is bathed in darkness. She needs to shower. Realization hits her when she stands in front of the bathroom door. Naraya holds her breath while opening the bathroom door a smidge. A quick peek around the corner isn't enough to assure her of anything, but what else can she do? Nothing. Closing her eyes, she flicks on the light, feeling stupid to be afraid to look at a mirror. Slowly, she listens to the creak of the door as it opens, and she imagines blood on the mirror and the walls, but her vision reveals nothing. Stark white walls with a tiled border of black goes all the way around the room. She blows her breath out and tries to ignore the stupid mirror, moving to turn on the shower. She feels uneasy undressing in front of it now. Grabbing her towel from the rack, Naraya exits the bathroom to undress in her room and returns with her towel around her body to a new message. I know you're ignoring me. Don't be rude. Fuck this. Turning back into her room, she grabs her pillow and fairly rips the pillowcase off. Going back into the bathroom, she pushes and pulls the fabric over the mirror before going into the kitchen to find duct tape. Returning to the bathroom, the pillowcase is taped to the mirror and Naraya gives her handiwork a sage nod. Take that. I'll take care of you in a minute. That should keep whatever it is from bothering her. Her shower is pleasantly hot and relaxing, but as she exits the bath, Naraya gasps, seeing that the pillowcase has fallen into the sink. Very funny. I'm being nice to you. Say hello. Naraya closes her eyes while pulling her towel around her and marches from the bathroom. For four weeks, this has been going on. Four long weeks, and Naraya is just about sick of it. The stress of moving, hiding, and now she's locked into this apartment for the next 18 months with a ghost or something. Originally, she had Googled what to do and is said to ignore the apparition. She tried that. She refuses to ignore the squeaky finger on the glass anymore. Yesterday, she was too afraid to see what it was saying. Now, today is a new day. Today, she is armed, and she is going to reclaim her bathroom and have her house in peace. 
Dressed in her pajamas, she stomps her way to the living room to snatch up the burlap bag that Anise gave her and begins setting up. Black salt in front of the door, mugwort and hyssop mixed in olive oil on the door panels and in the sink. Florida water sprayed into the four corners of the bathroom. She's careful not to break the salt barrier. Two white candles and two black ones. The black candles have been dipped in banishing oil made with cinnamon and cayenne pepper. They burn brightly on the four corners of the sink, little orange flames spitting and licking the oil all around them. Now, standing in front of the door, Naraya swallows hard, smoothing back her hair as she opens the paper with words written on it. This better work, she mumbles to herself. Here goes nothing. The sweet scent of the burning hyssop fills the bathroom. Naraya closes her eyes and breathes deep, reciting her mantra. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Stepping forward into the bathroom, she remembers to remain calm and repeat the words out loud with authority. A thousand will fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it won't touch me. There's a knock on the mirror. Ignoring it, Naraya continues to speak when the squeaky sound on the mirror makes her stop. Stop. This is going nowhere. Do you mean this isn't going to work? Naraya asks, startled when the lights turn on by themselves. You know, had you spoken directly to me sooner, that enchantment on my voice would be off. It's nice to have a conversation again. The mirror begins to shimmer, wavering nauseatingly as the face begins to appear. Look at you, burning hyssop and mugwort. At most, you're just giving me a headache. Jumping backward, Naraya drops the paper she's holding, staring at the man in the glass. Her first thought should not have been that he was handsome. Incredibly so. But he was. His long face ankled down to a pointed chin. He wiggles thick eyebrows set above monolith eyes, watching her shocked face. When his hand moves, a thin cloud of smoke constantly ebbs around him. A purple, glowing haze. Lifting his hand, black clawed fingers touch his jaw. His mouth turns into a mocking smile as he watches her. Reaching down slowly, Naraya picks up the paper, her eyes struggling to find her place. The fool has said in his... Stop. I'm not a ghost, darling. His inky claws tap his jaw. You aren't doing anything. You aren't a priest. Not even an acolyte of one. Certainly no witch. He smiles at her, fang teeth visible in his mouth. So, tell me how to get you out of my apartment. Watching the man with the deep purple eyes... Naraya stays put on the outside of the door. He rolls his eyes. As long as the mirror stays, here I am. Trust me, I want to leave as much as you want me to. I'm stuck between here and there. He indicates the outside where she stands. Maybe you'll help me? His voice is deep. The cadence of his speech belaying something dark, but it drips with honey. Naraya knows better than to cross the salt, but he said he can't get out. Should she believe him? Why would he lie? 
Then again, he would be out if he could, right? Stealing herself, a barefoot in steps neatly over the barrier and stares at the man in the mirror. I knew I wasn't crazy. I could feel something looking at me. You can't come out? You can't leave this bathroom? Ignoring her question, the man leans his face in closer. I can tell you that if you had some mortal of true power, it would be a challenge for them to stop me. He watches while she mulls over different thoughts in her head, watches the perspiration that she wipes away from her forehead. Naraya looks around, spotting the Florida water on the sink. Anise said it was a light bringer, something holy. If this doesn't work, then what would? As sane as she was attempting to be about this, his whole aura put off that he was nothing truly benevolent. No angel had black claws like that. As their eyes met again, he shakes his head at her. Don't do that. A small smile appears on Naraya's face. So, this is how I get rid of you? If anything, it will. She sprays the mixture on the mirror. Falling out of her sight, the man screams and coughs, his clawed hand hitting the glass, seemingly begging for mercy. Yeah, the power of Christ compels you, she screams. Then it was quiet, and the mirror fades back to normal. It reflects the room right outside the door. Naraya slowly looks into the surface. Nothing and no one. She holds her breath, turning her head slowly to look behind her before facing the mirror once more. Suddenly, his image takes over the space and she screams, tipping backward, breaking the salt barrier on the floor with her heel. So... Now that that's over, allow me to repeat what I said. None of what you're doing will work. Naraya screams, jaw clenching while he chuckles at her. You are messing with me? Indeed. Now, let me ask you a question. What kind of name is Naraya? Was your mother a writer or something? Religious parents. He blinks slowly, letting his teeth show when he smiles at her. They are sharp, and too many of them form points. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It means light or lamp of God. I find that interesting. I know what it means, Naraya grunts. And yes, she was a poet as well as religious. He laughs, a pleasant sound, and Naraya stares at him, wondering why he's being so friendly. So, you aren't trying to kill or possess me, are you? His unblinking stare causes her to erupt in goosebumps. I have no intention of doing so. 
Her next question is one to be expected. What's your name? The man turns so that she can only see his side profile. The slope bridge of his nose has a modest point rounded on the edges. Cutting his eyes at her, the corner of his mouth twitches. Like I don't know that game. Names contain power, and mine is a secret. However, you, my sweet Naraya, may call me Velis. Naraya licks her lips, thinking over his ambivalent answer. Well, Velis, are you a demon? If I say yes, how much will you damn me? He sits back, his cat-like tail flicking near his cheek. Are you lying to me? Naraya moves her face closer to the mirror, peering into the corners, wondering if she could see over onto his side. From what she's seen, there is nothing, just blackness all around him, moving like smoke. Only his image is vivid and still. Scoffing, the demon rolls his eyes. What need do I have to lie, girl? I have been me far longer than you have been you. Far longer than man who has decided to muck up this world, and I will be here long after. Lying. He scoffs once more, seemingly irritated that she even deemed to ask him. If I was going to kill you, you'd be dead. Narrowing her eyes, Naraya stares at Velis. So, you have no need to lie, or you can't lie? I don't lie. There's no need for it. The flesh of his light colored a warm, sandy complexion until the middle of his palm, and from there, the blackness starts. Claws instead of fingers, he taps them against his cheek while he stares back at her. They stay that way for some time, looking at each other, examining faces. Some part of Naraya wonders what he is searching for in her countenance. Why is he talking to her? And certainly, how he has become a prisoner in this mirror. If he means her no harm, then he can stay. Maybe. You said someone with true power could set you free. I think I know someone, but where would you go? Her digits tighten on the black porcelain of the sink edge. The demon fully faces her now. He wears a white shirt open to his neck. He cocks his head to the side and stares back at her as though he is thinking about what she said and where this conversation may lead. Hello? Naraya calls to him when he doesn't answer. Leaning on his other arm, the demon perches his elbow on his knee. I'd find someone who interests me enough to bind myself to. You humans know how to have a good time. Most of the time, anyway. Narrowing her eyes at him, Naraya grunts. Who? There's no one here but me. The demon sweeps his hand in front of him. You have your answer. Tell me, Naraya, how deep does your lust for power and respect go? You work at a strip club, I believe I heard. You seem to be running from someone. Why run? I could make it so you aren't afraid anymore. The room begins to darken on its own accord. The demon smiles, 
and the bathroom door slammed shut, kicking up wind behind her. Naraya turns around, panicking as she turns toward the mirror. What are you doing? She looks down. The salt is scattered across the tile floor. A breathy panic sound escapes her mouth, anxiety sweeping into her chest. Naraya rushes for the door, pulling as hard as she possibly can, her sweaty palms trying to grip the doorknob to no avail. The demon laughs, a haughty sound like breaking coals and paper crinkling. Humans, you rush around in a panic when you're confronted with things far older than your species and more powerful than you've ever been confronted with. Listen, little girl, look at me. Fear grips her toes to the floor, anchors her legs in place. Naraya closes her eyes, willing her hands to work faster on the door, willing the knob to turn in her hands. Stop this! You said you wouldn't hurt me! Tisking his tongue at her, Velas chuckles, tapping at the glass. The steady tap-tap of his claws makes Naraya flinch. I'm not. Your reflex is to run from me. I'm telling you to stand and look at me. Fight it, Naraya. Look at me. Her whole body shakes as if she's freezing. Tears threaten at the corners of her eyes. There's nothing she can do. He is keeping her here. Plenty of horror movies have told her that. Nowhere she can go but to turn around. Naraya can feel her nails digging into her clenched palm, yet... She finds the courage to obey him. Her teeth draw blood as her teeth bite down on the inside of her cheek, fighting the bile as she turns toward the mirror and faces him. Good girl. Now, come here. The mirror seems farther away than what it is, and once she reaches it, she notices how warm it is near him. How her skin begins to sweat and her palms slip on the counter surface. Let's make a deal. Noriah looks at the corner of the mirror, not wanting to stare into the vertical slits of his lilac irises. I don't want to. Yes, you do. Think about all the idiots who come into your job. They never think about bothering you or hurting you. I can protect you and your friends. Betty is her name, right? Naraya snatches her head up and stares. How much had he heard from this mirror? What did he know? She swallows hard, passing the lump of fear down her esophagus. She tries to sound braver than what she feels. What do you know that I don't? I can protect myself well enough. Oh, really? He doesn't sound convinced and makes that known. That's why you're always running, right? What is the name you say in your sleep? Bellis taps his claws against jaw. Fucking Kevin McLeod. He abused your mother, abused you. Bellis pushes himself against the glass, and Naraya swore she saw it nearly give way beneath him. The times you've been shut down by others, silenced. Your mother's untimely murder. That's why you left, correct? Why you continue to run and why you came here to start over. 
again, I can help you fix everything. Naraya's head shoots up and her breath quickens while she stares into the demon's comely face. Fix it how? His tongue licks slowly over his lips before he answers. Revenge is a strong feeling and hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Let's raise the town, shall we? She shouldn't. She can't. This feeling welling in her chest, she remembered the panic when she went to the police. How they looked at her, not believing that one of their own would do such a thing. The fear of when she ran with her mother to another city. He had found them. She remembered the pain when he hit her, hit her mother. The sorrow when her mother died in her arms. That was no regular car accident. Naraya knew better. Someone tampered with the vehicle. It was swept under the rug, as far as she could tell, hoping never to be found. It was why she was so mellow now, so willing to be treated like she was just for a scrap of attention. Velas would give her power, strength. He could help her avenge her mother, make herself into something. What is this feeling? The power she feels in her legs, the ability to stand on her own two feet, Her fingernails are bending from how hard she grips the sink, staring into the violent eyes of the demon who is smiling like a Cheshire cat back at her. His mouth is unnaturally wide, and his black hair is hanging in front of his eyes. Opening her mouth, Naraya forces her lips to utter a phrase. What do you require of me? A simple yes to a contract. Both of his hands are on the glass. Let me place my seal upon you, and I am yours. I will stay by your side, do whatever you wish. I will be your slave until the deed is done. Until the deed is done. Nariah closes her eyes, then opens them slowly, watching the demon strain against the mirror. And when the deed is complete... One by one, the candles in the bathroom begin to burn brighter. Each glowing red flicker slowly burns purple now in the darkness of the bathroom. The only other light is continually shining from the mirror. When the deed is finished, you are mine. We are one. I have a feeling, though, Naraya, that we will be together for a very long time. Let's not worry about trivialities. She knows that he is watching her. He is watching her indecision. Naraya has longed for a day when Kevin's name would no longer cause her heart to lurch in fear. Phyllis whispers, barely loud enough for her to hear. Just say yes. Let me do the work. She has run from so much, praying that her mother's soul will forgive her. She can do nothing. She is no one. Naraya took what money she had from the funeral and made a getaway. If she says no, will this all go away? Will Velas be trapped again? And will she be at peace? No. She'd still live with the nightmares of what happened or what was to come. She'd be stuck with the confusion of what happened to her that night. Staring into the mirror... Naraya lets the pain of the last nine years melt away as she meets Velis's eyes. Yes, 
Are you still up? Girl, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.